This episode of the Ageless and Awesome podcast is sponsored by the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. As a woman in the modern world, our hormones are taking a battering. They're impacted by the food we eat, the toxins we're exposed to, such as when we eat out of plastic takeaway containers, or even worse, reheat food in them. Please don't do this. If you're handling FPOS receipts, filling the car with fuel, eating non-organic produce that hasn't been washed effectively, plus so much more things add to our toxic load every day. Even though our bodies are designed to effectively manage toxins, they haven't evolved as quickly as our toxic world has, unfortunately. So our body does need support. Symptoms such as stubborn weight gain, fatigue, disrupted periods, irritability, and gut health issues can be a sign that you'd benefit from a gentle detox. And that's why I developed the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. This free guide has an abundance of information to get you started on your very own DIY detox. And if you'd like to upgrade to VIP, it's only $47 for a limited time. I used to sell this program for $247. The upgrade gives you the recipes, including plenty of uh, plant-based options, the meal planner, the shopping list template, the video workshop, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more now. Take care of your hormones. They are a critical part of your health as a woman. Hi, I'm Susie Garden, naturopath and nutritionist, yoga and meditation instructor. Welcome to the Wellness Glow podcast for women who want inspiring and practical solutions to feel abundant energy and vitality on the inside and look radiantly healthy on the outside. Each week, I talk all things gut health and mind-body connection. If you want to find out more about me, check me out at susiegarden.com. Welcome to the show. Welcome everybody to this week's podcast where I'm running a little series on anti-aging. Anti-aging has become my new obsession and it encompasses all of the things I love doing in clinical practice from nutrition, gut health, mindset, detoxification, stress management, yoga and movement, all of these things are helpful when you're looking at anti-aging. Because anti-aging is an inside job. Let me tell you, what you do on the inside is far, far more important than what you do on the outside. And you probably know this already, right? That if you do all the good stuff for the inside of your body, this will reflect in your skin. It'll reflect in your eyes. It'll reflect in your hair. So listen up because I've got a few episodes over the next few weeks that will explain everything you need to do to really improve your and your aging process, I guess. And we're all aging, right? This is not just for older people. This is for everybody. Because if you set up good habits now, it will serve you well into your future. So today I'm going to focus on something that's going to sound super boring. And uh, it's something that you hear about all the time in like the media. You, I even noticed down at my you know, local greengrocers, they'll say, oh, you know, pumpkin reduces inflammation in the body. And so inflammation is what I want to focus on today. I'll be honest with you, I'm a little bit obsessed with inflammation, which, God, I sound like such a nerd, right? Um, But even when I was doing my nutrition training, I became quite obsessed with inflammation in the body because 
Inflammation is essentially the root cause of almost every disease you can think of from mental health issues like depression, inflammation is implicated, cancer, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, even autoimmune diseases, just about any disease you can think of. Trust me, there will be an inflammatory component to that. And you know what? The problem is we have a lot of inflammation going on in our bodies all the time. But I want to start with describing what it is. So when you think of inflammation, what comes into your mind? I bet it's kind of like flames, right? And you wouldn't be too far off the track. I love using the image of flames when I'm describing inflammation to my patients because when you have like, say you get a splinter in your finger and you leave it in there and you get this inflammatory response. The inflammatory response is something that's supposed to happen. It is valuable. It helps us. It helps heal us by sending certain chemicals into the area that it's required, right? So you'll get, if you think about flames, use that analogy. The kind of things that happen when you have acute inflammation, so think of the splinter, is you get redness, right? Because more blood flow is going to that area. You get heat for the same reason. You get um, swelling and you get maybe even a little bit of pus, something like that, which is actually dead white blood cells. And so you get all of these things going on, going to this area to fight whatever foreign body, whatever infection is going on around that splinter. And this will happen whenever you see inflammation in the body in terms of like, when I say see it, when you see it on your skin. I mean, we all know what that looks like. You know, you get a cut, might get infected or it might just get a little bit sore. Like I get, um, you guys probably know by now I'm crazy dog lady and I get scratched by my dogs all the time and I'm allergic to grass. And of course my dogs are on the grass a lot. So if I get scratched by my dog, a little bit of that allergen, that grass will go into my system and I'll get a little bit of an inflamed kind of reaction which will be the heat, it will be the redness, it will be the swelling, and I'll get itchiness as well because I am allergic to that. So this is perfectly normal and it helps heal us. However, we can, that's acute inflammation. We can sometimes set up in the body chronic inflammation. And that is when there's kind of like this, we call it an inappropriate activation of the inflammatory response. And unfortunately, in our Western society, a lot of the things we're exposed to really help to activate this inappropriate response. So things like, well, you know, it's going to be all the usual suspects, right? It's going to be junk food, sugar, stress, toxins. It's going to be, gosh, what else? All sorts of things go into, do you think about anything in our, in our um, modern environment? It can help to activate this inappropriate uh, response, even some drugs, right? That impact on our gut health because gut health is a big, big player in chronic inflammation in our bodies. So let's dive into this subject because chronic inflammation is really the crux of what I want to get into. And it's going to lead into next week's podcast, which is going to be about inflammaging. And no, that is not a made up word. It's an actual scientific word. Go and Google it, inflammaging. And it is all about how 
inflammation accelerates aging, but we'll get onto that next week. And I'll talk to you about how you can help prevent that. But essentially, let's go back into this chronic inflammation because it's really, really important. I know it's boring, but it's really, really important to understand this so that we can prevent that in our bodies and therefore improve our overall health and well-being. So I mentioned this dietary aspects to this. And so I work a lot, obviously I'm a nutritionist and I work a lot with people on their nutrition. And I'm always focused on using food to lower inflammation in the body. And if you don't already follow me on Instagram, my Instagram handle is at Susie Garden Wellness. That's S-U-S-I-E-G-A-R-D-E-N Wellness. And I'm constantly posting about inflammatory foods and how to lower inflammation with food. So go and check that out. And so I'm not going to talk about that here. So using nutrition to uh, reduce inflammation is super important, but also things like making sure the gut health is absolutely spot on. So how do we do that? Well, firstly, we look after our gut. So we make sure we're not doing things that are going to cause an imbalance of our beneficial and our non-beneficial bacteria. So we want to keep ourselves as well as possible so that we don't have to have antibiotics unless we need them, that we don't need to have other drugs unless we need them. Of course, if you need drugs, take the drugs, but, um, you know, know that there are always consequences. There's the good stuff that the drugs will do, and then there's the other possible uh effects of those drugs. And sometimes that is about impacting on gut bacteria. So if you do end up with a gut that's a little bit disordered, whether you have IBS, whether you have IBD, whether you have um, just, you know, constant um, diarrhea or constipation or a mix of that, or you've had a really bad food poisoning. Firstly, I'm going to say to you, please Please do not take probiotics unless they have been prescribed for you. What I'm seeing a lot of at the moment is people just eating probiotics like they are lollies. And I'm seeing so many food companies developing foods that have got probiotics in them, bliss balls with probiotics in them, biscuits with probiotics in them. It just doesn't make any sense. And a lot of these probiotics, I've looked at them and I go, well, they're actually not going to do anything for you. They're not ones that naturally exist in your body. And they haven't been researched to actually give you any health benefits. It's literally just a marketing scheme. And I have people come to me that are randomly taking probiotics and it's completely disrupting their normal gut bacteria. I actually had someone recently who ended up having some surgery for exploratory surgery for abdominal pain. And they were drinking two liters of kombucha a day because I thought it was healthy. Two liters of kombucha a day completely disrupted their gut bacteria, caused significant abdominal pain, which required surgery to investigate. And of course, nothing was found because you can't really see this stuff. Uh, Stop drinking the kombucha. And guess what? Everything was okay after a while. So yeah, just be really careful that you're not overdoing it with the probiotics that you're introducing into your gut. And I'll get off my soapbox now. It's a real bugbear of mine because I see so many people having wasted their money on these either food products or probiotic um, that you get from the pharmacy or the supermarket or wherever you get them from. And they just haven't been prescribed for you. So please stay away from them. People that can prescribe them, that know about them, take your advice from them. 
One of the great things you can do for your gut health is to feed your gut bacteria with prebiotics and prebiotics are food. You can, of course, buy prebiotic powders and they're fantastic. Again, usually under supervision is best. So you make sure you're doing the right thing by your body. And so you're not wasting your money. But, you know, prebiotics are foods like sweet potato, like asparagus, like oats, like konjac, like onion and garlic. So there's like loads of foods. Mostly high uh, fiber foods are going to be good for feeding your gut bacteria. And that is going to help reduce inflammation in the body. How cool is that? The other thing that's really important is your stress management. We know that stress impacts our gut bacteria. So again, it all comes back to the gut bacteria. Um, And if we can manage our stress, we will improve our gut health and we will also reduce inflammation in the body. Inflammation is part of our stress response. And again, it's there to help us. But remember, our stress response was only designed to be a Uh, aroused or stimulated for around 30 seconds for us to run away or to fight. And these days, our stress responses are activated for hours, days, weeks, months, maybe even years for some people. So learning good stress management techniques, because let's face it, you can't always get out of the stressful situation you're in. So because perhaps we can't change those, those factors around us, then we need to learn how to manage our own response. And the great thing is it's super easy to do that. You can do that by things such as literally just deep breathing, ideally learning belly breathing. And if you would like some information on belly breathing, I do have an ebook about this somewhere and I'll send it to you. So you can just uh, DM me at Susie Garden Wellness on Insta or Facebook message me, same handle, and I can send that to you. Belly breathing is awesome because you can do it anywhere, anytime. You can do it while you're driving. You can do it by your shopping. You can do it while you're sitting at your desk doing your work. It's really easy. And once you teach yourself how to do it, your body will naturally do it and you don't need to even like think about it. So belly breathing is an awesome one. Obviously, meditation, fantastic. That's kind of going the next level up. And there are plenty of free apps around and paid apps around that will help you with that. One that I really like if you're in Australia is Smiling Mind. Obviously, you can use it if you're overseas as well, but it is an Australian voice, an Australian accent, and I really like it because it's very simple. And you've got a whole bunch of um, different categories for different age groups as well. So it's great if you've got kids, teenagers to help them train their mind to manage their stress. So I've mentioned gut health. I've mentioned about prebiotics and probiotics. I've mentioned about stress management and nutrition. There, is, there are so many more things that you can do to reduce chronic inflammation in your body. And if you think, well, that's not me. I don't have any body pain. I don't, you know, I don't have inflammation. Let me tell you, we all have it. It's just a matter of how you feel it in your body. This is the thing with this chronic inflammation. It's not necessarily symptomatic. It's not like you're necessarily going to have joint pain or you're going to have redness in the skin or that you're going to have pain uh, in the belly or anything like that. Uh, A lot of us don't realize we have this low-grade inflammation, but if you're living 
The typical Western lifestyle, then I guarantee you that you're going to have um, some level of chronic inflammation. So I hope this has been of value. I'm sorry, this has been a bit of a nerd alert sort of episode, but um, this is kind of laying some groundwork for some other things that I'm going to be talking about over the next few weeks. So yeah, if you've got any questions, please hit me up on uh, Instagram or Facebook and I will get back to you. I might even do a little live if there's questions that are coming up kind of uh, that are fairly common. But yeah, I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. Thanks so much for joining me on The Wellness Glow. I loved having you here. See you again next week. Until then, take care and be well.